Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Lord. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw the Dirt Sheet Debate Show. I don't know what to call it, man. Yeah, we need to think of a new name. Every name I think of will, you know, like Wrestle War. YouTube's going to flag that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, Wrestle so Battle. Matt Wars. Again. Matt Wars flagged. Anything with war in it. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, trying to think of a name that will, will be okay with YouTube. And once mm-hmm. we do that, rebrand, new intro, all that. Wrestling Civilized Debate. Flagged. Conversation. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's uh, this is the show where we debate things. Yeah, in the wrestling world, using our lovely twenty dollar and up patrons, they put their video uh, debate questions up here, and then we answer them definitively. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these uh, debate topics, Larson and I actually kind of agree on, but it's always fun to, to argue. To argue, nothing's more fun than arguing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, these are coming from our $20 up patrons. However, over there on the patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, we have a whole wealth of reward tiers starting from a dollar going all the way up to $200,000 where Larson will too sweet me. On, we haven't checked this in a while. Maybe somebody's actually done a $200,000 reward tier. Maybe you have known by now. No? No. That means no. All right. Anyways, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We're on the road to 182,000 subs if we get, if we get it. We're going to have a sub party. Yeah. Sandwiches. Sub, yeah, party with subs. Um, but, anyways, we're not here to talk about submarine sandwiches. We're here to talk about wrestling and debating yes. topics. Let's move on to our first topic, courtesy of Patrick Sparks. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Hey, friend, it Pat here. All right, time for more conspiracy talk. No, I'm just kidding. But I do have a debate topic. So, No Mercy's coming up, and there's going to be two huge matches on that card, one of which being Monster versus Beast. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title, and the other being Boring Babyface versus Older Boring Babyface, Roman Reigns versus John Cena. My question for you is, which one of those matches will be the main event and why? Honestly, I want it to be Braun versus Brock because it's going to be way more fun, way more intriguing. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's for the title. 
But a little part of me thinks this can be Rain Cena because it's a bigger quality match. It's a WrestleMania match to say. And Cena has a lot of push backstage. But I want to know what you guys think. Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. So we, I think we both agree on what will. Universal Championship. Match, yeah, right? that's probably what will. But let's argue about what should main event No Mercy. Uh, the Universal Championship match. Well, that's what you're going to say. I'm going to say something else, but you you have the easier uh, argument to make, so go ahead and make it. All right, fine. Two words, Universal Championship. It At this point, like it or not, legacy or no, which in this case there's no legacy behind it, it is the premier title in all of professional wrestling. I know we both probably think it's the IWGP belt, but WWE is the number one company in the, in the, in the, in the entire world on the planet. Universe. Univer- in the entire universe we know of. Uh, and this is the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar, their marquee name, their ratings draw, their part-time big money talent, who up until a couple weeks ago was going to move on to the w- to the UFC and uh, come back to the WWE with an even bigger name. Uh, Brock Lesnar's their marquee guy. Braun Strowman is their hottest new-ish talent. Their hottest new member of the main event scene, that's, a Brock Le- that's Braun Strowman. Two beasts, two of the, they, were both met, they were both participants in SummerSlam's best match, the Fatal 4-Way for that prestigious Universal Championship. Right now, Brock is the man, and that's why this should main event the show. I'm just, I mean, I'm just stating the obvious here. Don't take a dummy <laughs> to notice. my... My you're doing the Kevin Nash, yeah, yeah, and it's. I think you're. I think I'm gonna enjoy your argument for Cena Reigns, though. Go yeah, ahead. you are. All right. So, what was the main event of WrestleMania this past year? The Fatal Four Way for the Universal Championship. No, WrestleMania. Roman Reigns Undertaker. Yes. Yeah, that was because Undertaker. Yeah. Whenever there's like a, a passing of the torch situation, Grant, I know Undertaker at least in theory retired <clears throat> um, following that match. Yeah. At least if weird to believe that him folding up his coat, putting his hat on top of it in the middle of the ring, and him walking out, descending below the stage is symbolically a retirement. Maybe he we retired. just took around too long. Maybe he does that every No, that was, that was all on the broadcast, man. Um, anyways, this is a passing of the torch. Reigns is going to beat Cena. Yeah. Um, Vince likes Roman Reigns' main eventing things. Yeah, he does. He likes Reigns winning things, too. And yeah, Reigns hasn't won a pay-per-view match in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, for the... It's kind of a, I kind of feel like it's a no-win situation for WWE right now with the main event of No Mercy because uh, people like Brock, people love Braun. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the crowd reaction, um, to put it generously for Roman Reigns, is mixed. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, I think regardless of, of what main events, the crowd isn't necessarily going to be totally cool with it. Because if it, when Brock beats Braun, mm-hmm. you know, a large portion of the crowd is going to be like, bummer. Boo. Braun didn't win. But I think to some extent, that's expected. Um, but I also think the crowd is expecting Reigns to beat Cena. Nonetheless, they're going to boo. Yeah. The hell out of the match. So regardless, you can't take crowd reaction into, uh, into consideration when booking the main event of this okay. match. What, but one thing you can't take into consideration is, what is the most talked about feud Potentially in all of wrestling right now. Brock and Braun. No. Cena and Reigns because of their shoot-style promos. That's true. Big dog. Big dog. Um, this feud has a lot of buzz going for buzz. it right now. Yeah. Um, buzz, which will carry it to the main event of No Mercy, where Roman Reigns will beat Cena, be a passing of the torch. Cena will go shoot Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Reigns will begin his uh, path 
to main eventing race WrestleMania for the like tenth year in a row. Yeah. It all begins here. Oh. The road starts here. Yeah. That's why I need the main event to show. Yeah. And another thing to take into consideration is that uh, we can anticipate probably Brock showing up one more time before No Mercy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the the intensity level of the Brock Braun feud right now is where it's going to remain yeah. leading up to No Mercy. Whereas we're going to have two more weeks of Cena Roman Reigns verbal fireworks mm-hmm. this feud the intensity level can only go one way yeah. up up big dog big dog so with the added intensity the buzz surrounding this feud because of the shoot style promos and the passing of the torch element involved in this match it has to main event yeah it has to main event Cena's gonna be gone after this Roman Reigns will be doing a lot of other stuff the crowd will crap on yeah main event It's not going to be event, I know. It's not going to be event. It's not going to be event, I know. No, and here's the thing. I kind of feel like it should also. I kind of feel like it should. It's been a really, like you said, I mean, all your points are actually are, are actually the ones that, that that I side on, regardless of what I think it should be. But, you know, they have Brock Lesnar. They don't really have Brock Lesnar a whole lot these days. Uh, next up from Michael Berry. We have a question from Michael Berry. What's going on, friends? Hope you guys have a good time at Battle of L.A. Quick debate question. Should the elite join the WWE or stay on the independence with Ring of Honor and New Japan and just keep doing what they're doing? Love to hear you guys' sides. Thank you, Michael Berry. Thank you. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, I, you, you and I are kind of both on the same page about the elite and the WWE. We both kind of feel like it right now, at this point, it'd be a shame for them to join the WWE because they're in the middle of... The, I, I think they're in their prime, and they're doing such amazing work. Now, I do think that... But here, here's the argument I can make, and I will make, to support the case. And I'm going to WWE. Oh, you're going to go first. Yes, I'm going to go first. You went first last time. I go first this time. Sounds good. So we know that the Young Bucks are under contract, I believe, to the end of next year okay. with Ring of Honor. Yes. Um, Kenny Omega is signed till uh, around February of 2018. So the okay. soonest we're going to get the Elite in WWE mm-hmm. would be early 2019. Yeah. So... As you mentioned, they're in their prime right now. Um, yeah, they are an independent wrestling juggernaut in terms of selling merchandise, um, making lots of money. Um, we just went to the uh, Bola night two where they main evented with uh, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and Fatima in a six-man tag match, and it was fascinating to see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the ring selling the merchandise before the show. You were so entertaining. It was, it was so entertaining. Yeah. Um, all that said... They are the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Bullet Club, the elite. They've done a marvelous job building that brand. Mm-hmm. As you said, they're in the prime right now. Kenny Omega said several times that he doesn't know how much longer he'll be able to wrestle the style he wrestles currently. Mm-hmm. If they want to make the jump to WWE, they kind of have to do it within the next two years before okay. they're physically beaten down and can't wrestle the same entertaining style. Mm-hmm. Not that they necessarily would be able to in WWE, but some semblance of it. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, imagine the dream matches we can have. Elite versus New Day. Mm. Kenny Omega, AJ Styles. Kenny Omega, Finn Balor. Mm. Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins. All these dream matches that we all want to see when both competitors or all the competitors are in their prime. We want to see that. Um, They don't have to go to NXT, obviously. Straight to the main roster. Debut at the Royal Rumble 2019. Make a huge splash. Kenny wins the Rumble. Uh, Main event's WrestleMania. Beats AJ Styles for the belt. Huge. And then he can leave. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Just... I, you know, based on what Kenny said, he wants that moment. He wants to wrestle AJ Styles on the largest stage of them all. And I know a lot of wrestlers 
can make a really good living uh, wrestling the independents between appearances, selling merch. I mean, I think the Young Bucks make six figures easily. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, uh, I won't say it's universal, but I, 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 would, I would imagine that a lot of wrestlers, at least in the back of their mind, they have to wonder, can I do this? Can I achieve this level of success on the largest stage possible? And from hearing Kenny talk, I know that's in his, in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're going to do it, they need to do it soon before they're too beat up from wrestling in New Japan. Yeah. So it needs to happen. Make it happen now. Yeah. Let's do it now. So, yes, they should join. They should join as soon as the Young Bucks contract expires, uh, I guess January 1, 2019. Make it happen. You said something is kind of an aside, kind of a, a minor point in the, in, the, in the way you phrased it, but it's totally not. It's exactly the crux of why they need to wait. And that is, if they'd be able to wrestle their style, they wouldn't. There is not a chance, no chance in hell, the WWE would let them wrestle in a style that even approximates what they do right now. They are, all three of them, especially Kenny, magnificent storytellers. I would imagine that in wrestling, storytelling is probably like uh, you know they say in basketball you never lose your jump shot. I imagine that storytelling is kind of like the jump shot. Yeah. Not only not only do you not lose it, it gets better with age. That's one thing that I'm that I've been learning from reading the Ric Flair book. Well, and I think that's something too that can hold on a second. I'm in the middle of my style. argument right now. Okay, sorry. I mean, yeah. so far I can I can tailor your argument to favor mine. Not really point of view. allowed to do that. Well, you tried to do it last week, so. So, let them carry through with the prime of their independent success. They're not like the Briscoes yet, where the Briscoes really have nothing left to do. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are still pioneering wrestling, doing what they're doing right now. There is no rush for them to get to the WWE. Zero rush. They will arguably be better storytellers in three, four years from now, and they won't have to wrestle the style that beats them up right now. They will be able to wrestle compelling matches, more creative matches, three, four years from now, and they won't have to rely on the high spots. They'll be able to go to the WWE. They'll be able to accomplish everything they want to accomplish in New Japan, on the indie scene, in Ring of Honor. Right now, have all the fun in the world. Let their kids grow up a little bit. Then, make the transition to WWE after they really shouldn't be doing the high spot type of wrestling that WWE won't even let them do anyways. So once they get to the WWE, they can be focusing on the storytelling that they've been building up the foundations for and and becoming truly elite storytellers. By the time they get to the WWE, their brand, if you think it's hot now, three years from now it's going to be even hotter. They're not going to wane. There's not going to be any wane on on how hot they are. They're going to continue to build and build and build. And when the time is right, which is still, I think, three to four years from now, then cash in. With the WWE, make that big, big money straight to main roster, straight to WrestleMania. Then you'll get your matches that you want. You'll get your matches. Hopefully, Revival will be, you know, not so injury prone by that point. You'll get the Young Bucks versus Revival. You'll get Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles. He's not going anywhere. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned storytelling. And yeah, uh, wrestlers can continue to grow as storytellers, obviously. But I think storytelling, to a certain degree, uh, can transcend one's wrestler's a wrestler's style. Mm-hmm. So Kenny, yeah, he might not be able to do all the knees and stuff, the the the, the snapdragon suplexes, but he's such a marvelous storyteller. He could he could scale back 
his style yeah. and still tell compelling stories yeah, without cool. all the, the high spots, without the da- more dangerous moves. So there's no reason for him to go now. No, I'm, I'm not saying there's a reason for them to, to go or not go. I'm just carrying your point that that uh, they, that changing their style would be a huge detriment to them in WWE. I don't think it necessarily would because they're still really good storytellers. They can still tell compelling stories regardless of style. Second, um, you mentioned there's no huge rush, but there is some urgency because of injuries. Kenny's dealing with a meniscus injury right now. One of the young Minor. Everybody deals with that. That uh, he's having uh, back issues. Yeah. Due to due to the style of wrestling they employ. Um, so I, while there's not a rush, I would be uh, I wouldn't be surprised by the time early 2019 rolls around if there is some sense of urgency in terms of okay if we want to be in WWE, this is something we might want to think about doing very very soon. Before we get hurt bad. Um, and also, you mentioned building a brand. Um, there's going to be a limit to, to the, their reach as a brand on the platforms they are on now. Granted, New Japan is, is, is incredibly popular in the States. Yeah, I know Hot Topic selling Bullet Club shirts. Um, but we, you mentioned before that uh, anecdotally, um, it seems like people are just buying the shirts because they look cool. Um, well, I think, I mean, that's just my own gut instinct. Yeah, and anecdotally. There's, there's that one guy. Um, but if you if you want to take the elite brand to the next level, you bring it to the largest stage possible, which is the WWE. And there is a, a, a limit on on one. Uh, you mentioned like they will be is like an evergreen popularity for the elite. That's not necessarily true. Something hot can come along down the pipe in two years, and people will forget about the elite. I'm not saying it will happen, but it's possible. So if you want the way to do it is to build your brand. Till it's nearly at its apex, then you jump ship. Yeah. But okay, here's the thing. I mean, really, if, if Kenny Omega would will probably never be hotter than he was after the Wrestle Kingdom 11 match against. Oh, Okada. I think you're wrong. He's he's hotter now. He is his hotness has only grown. When did they? When did when did their merchandise land on Hot Topic? Two hours ago. Yesterday. A while ago. Yeah. No, a while ago. Oh, like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Two months ago. If that's in terms of negotiating power, I don't know if he. I, I still kind of feel like after that match with Okada, the buzz surrounding him, he could have named his price and gotten it. He still can. Mm. And I think that price is actually just goes up day to day to day. Every time he has another six-star match, his, his, uh, his stock grows. Every time he lands another certain hot topic, his stock grows. I guarantee you, he is one New Japan TV deal on a better station, a station with more outreach, than uh, access mm-hmm. from his stock rising even further. That's entirely possible. That's not the situation uh, he's in right now. He can no, his WWE. situation right now is better than his situation after Wrestle Kingdom. And it'll be even bigger after the next Wrestle Kingdom when him and Kota Bushi have uh, a go-kart match. Oh, that'd be good. And that'd be great. A little bike match. A little tiny bike match. Yeah. A comically small bike match. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's what really should happen. And anyway, I think we're kind of like... We're kind of like picking on the same because your your should they join now for you is at the end of their contract. Well, I mean that's like the, that's and the should, only time they could. And the should they join now for me is yeah in a couple of years when their contract when their contract yeah. Up. So we're kind of yeah exactly kind of the same deal. Um, um, next from Jake Riley, mm-hmm. let's see what Jake has to say. Hey guys, quick question: Should CM Punk ever step back into the octagon? Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Oh, this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, you get to go first too. So. All right. Should CM Punk ever step back into the octagon? No. We saw what happened before, and it's only going to get worse. It won't get any better. They cannot find an opponent 
who was any more suited for him than Mickey Gall, who only had a two and one one and oh one and nothing record. <laughs> he didn't have a record basically. They can't find another guy like him. CM Punk's only getting older. He's only getting more hurt. He's only going to suck more. No, 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 and then no again. I mean, I know there's money. There's other ways to make money where you don't look like a fool. And so, no. On top of that, it disrespects the sport. That's what really bugged me about the first time he got in there. It was like, they, you know, he's basically any old Joe, but he has like a, a name he made in pro wrestling. Dana White just wanted to trot out a pro wrestler out there and say, hey, you know what? These guys are fake. So here you go. Let's feed them to the wolves. No, we shouldn't do it again. WME probably will, though, because they like money. They'll make a bunch of money off pay-per-view buys. It's dumb. Anybody who argues that he should step in the octagon is dumb. He'd be dumb for doing it. So go ahead and make your dumb argument. Why should he step back in the octagon? Sure, he should. Why not? <laughs> Hold on a second. Before you start this, do you believe this or not? We'll discuss that at the end of my argument. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You mentioned money. Yeah. Uh, businesses aren't in the, the business of business <laughs> to put on uh, uh, compelling athletic events. They're in the business of business to make money. Okay. And if putting a compelling, compelling athletic events makes them money, then they'll do it. If they think trotting out a gimmick <laughs> will make them money, you're darn right they're going to do that. Yeah. And if the pay-per-view buys are an indication, CM Punk is money. Yeah. And as long as the pay-per-view buys are still high... Then I think there'll be an invitation <laughs> sent to him to get his, his he get beat down in two minutes in the middle of the octagon. Yeah. Also, Jake Riley just says, "Will he ever step back in the octagon?" He didn't necessarily specify as a fighter. CM Punk would okay. be a great God interviewer. You and your freaking like dancing around debate topics. No, that's smart. That's called <laughs> intelligence. CM Punk would be a fantastic uh, commentator and interviewer in UFC. He's not an expert in the sport, but he's done it. <laughs> so he knows something about it. I would hope he would know not to, what not to do going yeah. forward. Um, he's a great talker. He's always been great on the mic. Yeah. So if his fight career is over, which it probably should be, yeah. uh, he would still make a fantastic commentator or interviewer for UFC. Um, one way or the other, I expect to see him back in the octagon <laughs> yeah. one more time. Yeah. Um, if it's in a fighting capacity, his time there will last no longer than two minutes. Yeah. Um, but if that's what he wants to do, if it's something he is passionate about, if it's something that it, the UFC has not been doing terribly well financially. True. Um, so for the health of the business, from a financial pers- perspective, not necessarily the integrity of the, <laughs> the athletic competition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, if, if WME and UFC think that having Punk on the card for a two-minute fight will help their bottom line and Punk gets the, the, the thrill of fighting again, it's a win-win for those parties. I mean, I, I, yeah, the, the previous fight was lame. He got destroyed. And he looked like he was crushed after that fight. <laughs> but uh, it sold a lot. I don't think people really care to remember much about it. Yeah. I think most people have forgotten that by now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why not? Let him fight again. Yeah. Let him fight again. Yeah, let him fight again. You know, we always had a great idea with, uh, with you know, have, have him a, join, be an ultimate fighter. Have him, yeah, do that or like, That's just should have, have him fight some like, you know, in the, in the, in the minor leagues of UFC, whatever, like, you know, developmental relationships they have with these, with these yeah, other promotions. Yeah, promotions, yeah. Yeah, and then put that on Fight Pass. Yeah. It'd be great. You can promote the hell out of Fight Pass. 
People would pay money just for fight passes to see a CM Punk match because people love CM Punk. Exactly. People love CM Punk. Yeah. I love CM Punk. I'd much rather see have, guy hurt again. Honestly, in, to, in a certain respect, I'd much rather have CM Punk back in, in the octagon than have him just writing comic books. Because I feel like at least if he's training and trying to fight, that's something that he uh, is, seems exceptionally passionate about. I know he's a comic book fan. But at the same time, you know, he, he quit wrestling not to write comic books. <laughs> he quit wrestling with the idea that he was going to try to be an MMA, MMA fighter. That's true. That's so true. I'd like to see him at least try to fulfill some aspect of his dream. Yeah. Part of it was getting in the octagon. He's done that. Yeah. I would hope that his next goal will be involved in something resembling a competitive fight. <laughs> and then if that is achieved, then maybe next he can have one more, maybe be in a position where he might actually win. Man, do they do like still like the circus, like where man versus kangaroos? <laughs> I don't know if you can do that like anymore. man versus bears. And I don't think stuff. you can do that anymore. They have them fight like animals. What animal would be a worthy adversary for CM Punk in your uh, estimation? I mean, like a you know, like a a, a, a docile rabbit, <laughs> you know, old, really old rabbit. Super duper old rabbit. I kind of feel like if, if Punk had Turtle. Learned, if Punk had had been told not to just charge your opponent and swing wildly, that he might have been okay in that. That's fight. what I want his interviews to be like when he goes in there. I noticed you didn't punch wildly over his head. Why did you not employ that strategy? You could say, well, I did that last fight and didn't work, so I learned from my previous mistake. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Punk as the interviewer. Oh, okay. Goes gotcha, up to the gotcha, gotcha. I noticed you didn't employ the strategy of throwing your fist wildly into the air. Yes, after charging full steam ahead <laughs> at your opponent. Who has considerably, though not a, a lot of MMA, three more, considerably more, but not a lot of MMA ex- experience. Yeah. <laughs> should Punk get back in the octagon? Of yeah, course not. He yeah, he should. Why not? Of course not. Yeah, why not? Oh my god, he probably still has nightmares from the first one. One of my get favorite. Off me. One of my favorite. Get off me. Oh, oh, one of my gosh. favorite gifts is the one of, uh, I mean, on the Twitter gift <laughs> keyboard of him after he lost that fight, <laughs> yeah. where he looks like he's about to cry. He's great. He has total cry face. Anyways, uh, our good friend Carlos uh, Hackworth has a question here. Let's see what Carlos has to say. Hey, what's going on, friendos? Uh, I know it's been a while since I uploaded a video question, um, but uh, here's my chance. I'm just now leaving the gym, so uh, I thought I'd go ahead and make one. Um, I, I guess the topic for debate is um, how much of the talent that's in WWE is being wasted. Um, whether it is the wrestlers not living up to WWE standards or is it just creative doesn't have anything for them to do. Um, you can look at some of the wrestlers who who have poor experience in the WWE, but they go to other wrestling promotions and, and they find some very good success. Um, so I guess my thing is, you guys... Uh, do you think that it is the wrestlers not living up to WWE standards at times, or is it, you know, kind of creative doesn't have anything for them to, for them to do? Which, which most times creative has nothing for them to do, but it's oftentimes also that you know they just don't live up to the standards, even though they may have phenomenal talent. It's just they may not live up to what WWE needs them to do. Because um, I think that WWE kind of show, shows favoritism a little bit. But um, I just want to get your thoughts. Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. How much talent is being wasted? Is it on the wrestlers or creative? Well, the, before we continue with this argument, I think to preface, very often we, we put a lot of the blame on creative because there are there seems to be a lot of bad ideas being um, 
put upon wrestlers. That is correct. Um, the most recent example is whatever Dolph is doing now. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I suspect that's Dolph. It could be. I honestly get the feeling that might be Dolph. That could might be. be a Dolph Ziggler creation. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Anyways, a lot of times we see instances where Krayev just doesn't have anything for wrestlers or it's just not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, who goes first? I do. Okay. Nonetheless, we have also seen examples of wrestlers who are given crap gimmicks yeah. who get those gimmicks over. Yeah, Perry Saturn got a mop over. You know, it is possible. So I don't think it's <laughs> like that's the, that's the example you use. That's the first example that popped in my head. Great example, though. Um, so while it's easy to blame creative for uh, for the failure of, of, of gimmicks getting over, characters getting over, um, uh, quite often you hear instances where wrestlers are given crap and turned into something. Mm-hmm. Um, you also hear instances of wrestlers who, tired of being given crap, they take the initiative and they go and say, CM Punk, for example, they weren't doing anything with him. So he went off and he wrote, what, 14 weeks of television? Something like that, yeah. Went to Vince directly. He said, I want to do this. Yeah. And he convinced Vince to do it. Granted, he'd been in the company for a little bit. I assume had a certain amount of stroke. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, Vince was on Stone Cold's podcast. He wants people to grab that brass ring. Yeah. Take the initiative. Um, and if, if you're not satisfied with your position and you're not satisfied with what creative is giving you, then then offer up something better. Yeah. Offer up storylines. Or or take what creative gives you, find a spin on it that works for you, and do the best with it you can. Mm-hmm. If I think if people, and we say this all the time, that if we see people who are given garbage creative but are doing the most with it that they can, mm-hmm. we appreciate that. And I would hope executives in WWE would feel the same way. They see, oh, this is, you know, they took this opportunity that might not have been that great, and they made the most of it. Mm-hmm. Let's give them something better. So uh, I know a lot of times there's this garbage creative. It happens. Nothing can, not everything can be gold. But uh, it's, at the same time, you have to make the most of the opportunities presented to you, and if you don't like the opportunities presented to you, make your own opportunities. That's pretty much all i got to say about it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go with something you said uh, just a moment ago when you said... Uh, you said something like, uh, you know, sometimes there's garbage creative, but you can't do anything about it. Something like that. I forget what you said. Anyway, screw it. Look at 205 Live. Yeah. Under the radar show. It's yeah. been acknowledged in several reports that that's the reason why Enzo Moray was sent there is to keep him out of Vince's hair. So we can take a look at 205 Live. You can also take a look at uh, NXT, but we can take a look at 205 Live as an example of really good creative. Mm-hmm. There has been an instance of one. One storyline that really hasn't resonated with us in the recent past, and that's Kendrick Gallagher with that clown stuff, which I thought mildly amusing at times, but only because it was done so poorly. <laughs> the clown picture was funny. Um, that being said, the majority of 205 Live is really, really good. Now, when we say creative, I'm not necessarily going to put this at the... I think we both understand that it all goes down to Vince. Like, Vince, it's, if something goes wrong, it's probably Vince. Like, yeah, wrestlers can botch things. That's fine. But by and large, all these ideas are, you know, are, are greenlit or not from Vince. Yeah. But, you know, the shows have their writers, so we can put this at their feet as well. If you look at 205 Live, you see an example of unfettered creative working really, really well. What am I arguing? Yes or no? Creative? And creative is to blame. Creative is to blame for wrestlers being wasted? Yeah. Um... So, in the same respect, you can see creative on main, on, on Raw and SmackDown, and you see failure. Creative failure. 
You see on 205 Live, when creative is given license to do what they can do, the wrestlers succeeding. You know, you're kind of you know, thinking, uh, Ron Smackdown here to not blame anybody but Vince. Well, don't you agree he's kind of the guy to blame for the company if it's creatively going wrong when he's like the head creative guy? To a certain degree. Yeah, he's not a wrestler anymore. No. Anymore. Never really was a wrestler. No, he wasn't. So, you can see an example of when creative goes good over there on 205 Live, but then you also look at things on Raw, like, okay, Nia Jax walking in uh, and to talk to Kurt Angle, and, like, the ridiculous dialogue she's given. Nobody can pull that dialogue off. It's terrible dialogue. It's awful. Samoa Joe can do it. Well, Samoa Joe can do anything. He could read from a telephone book, but even I'm not sure that like, no, dialogue was really, really bad. Samoa Joe could do it. Another example, you got Bailey and that ridiculous storyline with her and Alexa Bliss, how, like, Bailey's dad used to go to her to school, go with her to school and stuff. Like, what wrestler can make that work? Yeah, that Nobody can make that work. That's tough. Alexa that's Bliss couldn't make Bailey, this is your life, work. And, and, and we acknowledge that Alexa Bliss can make most things work. Yeah. She can make things work. So, uh, you know, it's, it's creative's fault when things go bad. <laughs> Here to touch on your 205 Live storylines, there was yeah. another storyline in there that wasn't that great, but due to the, the strength of the performances, it worked. And that's the Cedric Alexander, Noam Dar, Alicia Fox love triangle thing. It went on way too long. The ingredients were there for it to be lame, but the individual performers made it work. Yeah, they made it work when it was distilled to its essence. And if you chopped out a couple weeks, yeah, which it was again, lays, lay, is laid at the feet of creative. Yeah, but I'm saying, performers, they said, okay, this is the opportunity we have. Let's do the best we can with it. And they made it work. Um, this is your life statement. Yeah, there's no salvaging that from a creative standpoint unless performers go to creative and say, this is crap. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean. Like, we literally saw Roman Reigns being forced to channel Vince McMahon's words a year or two ago. And, and whether it's based on his own inexperience or, or, or him lacking the confidence to go to Vince and say, this is crap. I mean, like, if, if CM Punk was given that script, he would have he said, no, I'm not reading this. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Cena would say, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Uh, Even Seth Rollins, I think, would read it, or Dean Ambrose would read it and say, I'm not doing this. This isn't good. This isn't my character. I don't know. Given that Seth didn't, couldn't, didn't have the, the stroke to say, I'm not having a guy say burn it down. But he did get to choose what thing went into that gap in the song. Out of a list of options. Yeah. Um, but Dean Ambrose would have read that and said, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... It, I mean, in, in, the, in the grand scheme, yeah, Vince is the blame for the creative failures of the company. I agree with that. And by the and for the most part, I agree that that creative is largely, I think, to blame. I think the wrestlers, by and large, do the best they can with what they were, they're given. Oh, that I agree with him. Um, so, but you know, for the sake of argument, I have to say that. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's more so the wrestlers' feet. Yeah, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah, I know. When I don't necessarily agree with that, but there are instances where I think where it seems like maybe that's that that. that for example, this is your life thing. If everybody involved in that segment from a performance aspect realizes it's not good, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's grabbing the brass ring. That's, that's, that's making your own opportunity. Yeah. So. That's true. All right. So next up, we have a, uh, a question from our good friend, Adam Mayhem. Yes. Let's see what he has to say. Buenas tardes, friendo University. Bienvenidos to another edition of Chit Chat with the Champ. Now, Steven Larson, debate question. You ready? All right. Which moment in wrestling history would you rather erase? Okay? Larson, I want you to debate uh, for the deletion of the Montreal screw job. 
and Steve, I want you to go for the deletion of the NWO. Not just the WWE's version, no, no, no. NWO erased forever and everything that happened. So, Steve, NWO deletion. Larson, the deletion of the Montreal Screwjob and everything that happened afterwards. Not everything that happens, but you, you know what I mean. Anyway, take it easy, guys. Thank you, Adam Mayhem. This is the first time I think we're, we're given the positions we need to debate. <laughs> All right, he's, he's grabbing the brass ring. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, so, which moment in wrestling history would you erase? I kind of have, like, the I think the easier one here with the NWO. I think so. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, sure. All right. So, granted, the NWO uh, really helped usher in true competition between the WWF and WCW. Um, it, uh, it, it, it helped launch WCW to ratings victories. It rejuvenated Hulk Hogan's career. It also, also could be debated that the NWO helped usher in the demise of WCW because we saw what happened... With NWO, which was such a money-making angle, gimmick, whatever you want to call it. And we saw what happens when a company with no true vision, no true leadership, has something amazing in their hands, and what happens with it? They, 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 they beat it to a pulp. Yeah. Beating a dead horse is the term. Yes. And that's what they did ad nauseum to the NWO. And even Vince didn't learn when they came to the WWF. And we saw just the other day when we did our going in review, or wait, that's going up uh, Sunday. Yeah. Our going in review when we see the final death throes of the NWO when it was Shawn Michaels with his weird hat, Kevin Nash who seemed checked out because Scott Hall wasn't there, Big Show and X-Pac who looked like he was like the biggest NWO mark ever because everything had a, that he wore had an NWO logo on it. Um, we saw what happened when it was mishandled. And so it, that's the moment in wrestling history I would race to the NWO because... I feel like, here's the thing. Wow, I just thought about this on the spot. Just thought about this on the spot. The NWO, one of the points I made about the NWO just a moment ago was that it rejuvenated Hulk Hogan's career. It's not necessarily a good thing. No. Because look at all the talent in WCW that could have ascended had it not been for Hulk Hogan's creative control, which was basically a direct result. Had he be, had, if, if they allowed him to continue upon his trajectory... Run out that con- whatever contract he was on in 1996, 1997, whatever it was, when the NWO formed and he rejuvenated his career. If they allowed that contract to expire, he probably would have gotten another contract. But that contract probably would not have included creative control. If Nash Hall and like Sting mm-hmm. had formed the NWO, then Hogan's power would have dropped. And they would have had all the power. And we saw what happened when they were in control of the NWO, creatively speaking, like it was cool. Once Bischoff got his hands on it and wanted to turn everything into a motorcycle gang, it stopped being cool. Yeah, it wasn't cool. It was like middle-aged man cool. Then they had to write the ship. And I think Nash took over as Booker and things weren't great. But Hogan, uh, his career would have continued to diminish. His power would have diminished. We would have seen guys like Raven, Benoit, Booker T., Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, ascend to their rightful positions uh, while the WWF was having their talent renaissance. WCW would have had their rightful Guerrero, their rightful Jericho, Big Show, 
their rightful talent renaissance ascend, and we would have had an even stronger Monday Night Wars. But that's all dependent on if there is a true artistic vision there. And there was nobody there, so it wouldn't have mattered. But that, that's what I would have erased. Um, um, before I continue on my point, I'm going to make one point to counter yours. Um, you bring up the fact that if Hogan hadn't joined the NWO, then uh, his 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 career renaissance wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But if you swap out Hogan for Sting, who would have been the NWO's foil? It would have been Hogan. So that would have, that could have been a different avenue to a creative renaissance or or, or uh, a more relevant Hulk Hogan. Well, let's 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 drop the debate aspect right now and talk about that a little bit. Okay. So I don't know who. I mean, that would that would be the, the most logical choice. Sting. At, apparently at the behest of Scott Hall, took a fairly big risk in changing his character oh, yeah. to a very dramatic degree. Yes, yes. Had Hogan had cold feet about the NWO and he was their main foil, I'm not sure he ever would have... Well, maybe, maybe that would have given him inspiration to say, man, if I would have done that, that could have been a career rejuvenation, so maybe I should take my character in a completely different direction. I don't know if he's not surrounded by cool guys like Hall and Nash sort of anchoring the cool aspect of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. If I, I mean, I'm not sure what direction he could have taken himself in that would have been as as seemingly organic as Sting did. Well, I, I, I guess I, I'm not, I should say logically from a storyline perspective, I'm, I should say logically. Because I think you're right about that. A political just, perspective. He yeah. would have lobbied backstage to be the, the, the man, the one man who opposed the NWO. Yeah. And, and uh, for sure, just to keep the spotlight on him. Yeah. So, yeah, he wouldn't have been the NWO, but at the same time, he still would have pushed to have that storyline involve himself in a way that would push him yeah, but ratings are everything, in the main and crowd reaction is everything. Oh, I understand. Box office is everything. I understand, but I, I, he would have made every effort for that to happen. It's a happen. lot. I think it'd be a lot easier to had to exercise that political control if you are part of this cool movement, as opposed to oh, there's this really cool thing. Well, I'm going to wear my big yellow underwear and take these guys on head on. I mean, it seems like that he's used less rationale to make. <laughs> moves from himself backstage. Anyways, we'll getting, talk about the Montreal screwjob. So I, I got to argue that, that, that I would argue or, or, or erase the Montreal screwjob from wrestling history. Now, the, the Montreal screwjob, I'm not going to go into details about it because everybody knows about it. Sure. It um, uh, could be argued gave birth to a certain degree the Attitude Era and most definitely the character of Mr. McMahon. Yeah. And without Mr. McMahon, one could argue that Stone Cold may not have reached the heights he did. It's true during the course of their rivalry. But, let's say the Montreal Screwjob never happened. Let's say Brett and Vince agreed upon a, a means of dropping the belt without any hijinks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, whether it be on Raw the night after, like Vince said, okay, I trust you, Brett, to, to not screw me over and go to WCW Nitro with that belt. Or Brett says, all right, I know I'm, I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm a proud Canadian, but we can find a way for me to drop the belt here in Canada and allow me to save face, mm -hmm. regardless. Brett drops the belt, and everybody's happy. Everybody's satisfied with the conclusion of that. So we don't get uh, Brett punching Vince. We don't get Vince saying, Brett screwed Brett. We don't get that. And in that sense, you could say, let's say for the sake of argument, we get no Mr. McMahon. Mm -hmm. The ingredients were all there in WWF at the time for the Attitude Era to begin. They've already made that transition to more mature themes, uh, more complex uh, Characters Stone Cold was firmly entrenched as the uh, as the top guy or soon to be top guy. Um, that wouldn't have changed. Uh, 
I think the two major things that that we wouldn't have got would be Mr. McMahon, and we would never have gotten bitter Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. I think Bret would have went to WCW. I think still, to a certain extent, WWF was his home for so long. I, I think for him there might be a bit missing, especially if WCW, without the NWO, um, uh, was still creatively such a mess. But I think he wouldn't have been as angry mm-hmm. because I think he still carry, carries around the bitterness of being screwed out of that title. Mm-hmm. Um uh, nonetheless, uh, there were still enough effective heel characters in WWE, I think, to maybe not uh, replace Mr. McMahon, but to serve as serviceable counterparts to Stone Cold. Um, heel Undertaker, quality. Um, you had uh, HBK at first before he got hurt. Um, uh, Triple H was on the way up, The Rock. You could have still used all those pieces to tell effective, compelling stories, uh, and, and serve as really good rivals to Stone Cold. Hell, The Rock was is is, is is you know that's that's Stone Cold's primary rival in the ring. Just focus more on that. You don't need Mr. McMahon. It's entirely possible to build the WWF to be something what it resembled to be without Mr. McMahon involved. So it could be done. There's an argument to be made, and I probably wouldn't make it, but. If and also, sorry, also, without Mr. McMahon, you don't have Stone Cold's crap heel turn at WrestleMania 17. That's true as well. But also, you wouldn't have... Because by that time, even without the screw job, they were acknowledging that Mr. McMahon was the, the CEO yeah, of the, the company. Owner of the company, the owner yeah. of the company. He transitioned yeah. from doing play-by-play to being an interviewer, but he was still mm-hmm. being acknowledged as, yes. Right, exactly. The head of the company, yeah. And so, if you look at how McMahon-heavy the attitude was, the attitude era was... And the company continued to be for decades afterwards. Still to this day. To this day. Arguably. Now, there was a a lot of good there. There was a lot of good there. The Mr. McMahon stuff. But like WrestleMania 2000, for example. Not good. You had a McMahon at every corner. It was unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. The invasion angle. Remember famously, the poster of invasion was what? Half Shane, half Vince. Too much McMahon. Yes. Take the focus off the McMahon family, more on the superstars. At WrestleMania 2000, it should have been probably what? Rock Triple H in the main event? Something yeah, probably, like that. Probably. I would think that. Or, or, I mean, Stone Cold was injured. That's why he wasn't That's involved. That's why he wasn't involved. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if Stone Cold were healthy, he would have been involved in that main event for sure. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Because but the previous year was, yeah. was Stone Cold Rock main event. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was would have been Stone Cold Rock again. Mm, yeah, exactly. And so, but, you know, he was injured. So, you know, you take that silly four-way thing out. Yeah, Rock and Triple H, just that, that's your headliner right there. I mean, but Foley had retired. Yeah, yeah, they brought him back for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the more interesting, here, here's the thing about taking away the Montreal screw job. I think you're right. I think that if you take away the Montreal screw job, WWF, I think, is still fine. Yeah. I think they're still good. And, but, in fact, if you look at, if you look at the hottest angle that actually kicked off the Attitude Era, wasn't Stone Cold McMahon? It was Stone Cold Mike Tyson. Oh, I would actually say it was Stone Cold Brett. Yeah, Stone Cold before Brett. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like mainstream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, and so they had the ingredients. McMahon had the ideas to you know DX was still strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so well, um, everything was still in place for for the yeah. attitude era to go almost as well as it did. Yeah, I would say just without the McMahon's being so heavily involved. And it wouldn't surprise me if. So did okay. Remember that first time that Stone Cold stunned uh, McMahon when he was like being interviewed in the ring? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That preceded the yeah. the Montreal Screwdrop, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. 
it wouldn't surprise me if McMahon, even if he hadn't, even without the Montreal screw job, oh, he still could become Mr. The McMahon. The seeds were still in place. Yeah, they still did that. that. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, the, the crowd had something so real to hold on to, to keep, a, to hold against him, yeah. to hate him with, yeah. with the Brett thing. Yeah. So, but they could have formulated something else if that's the direction they wanted to go. Yeah. And Austin was so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. So yeah, we might not have had all that lecherous Vince stuff. Had it not been for the Montreal Screwjob. That's a reason alone to erase the Montreal Screwjob from history. There you go. Anyways, all great video topics to debate. Yes, thank you very much, everybody. In video form. Uh, So thank you very much. And again, if you guys want to get involved in these debates, uh, $20 a month on Patreon. There's a a sales pitch for you. Anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.